91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. And welcome to another Halloween episode of Horror Movie Night. I can't believe that it's taken us almost 300 episodes for us to finally do an episode <laughs> on Hocus Fucking Pocus. But not only do we have Scott, not only do we have Brian, but we have the mother of Horror Movie Night, the goddess, Whoa. the one and only <laughs> Scott's wife, Megan. Thank you, Matt, for that marvelous introduction. Yes. <laughs> 300 years until we get to this point. <laughs> She's been practicing for a couple days. And it doesn't sound any different than the first time. <laughs> so the craziest thing that I never really thought about until I was watching this movie today is that we're talking about this PG witch movie that was made by Disney but it was written by Mick Garris and Dave Kirshner. Yeah. That's insane to me. <laughs> Scott forgot that until we were watching it together and he was like, whoa, whoa, what? Oh my God. And he's like, stop that, rewind. We watched Hocus Pocus together multiple times. Half a Mick, dozen times. I'd say at least six times, yeah, in our, in our 12 years together. I have forgotten that Mick Garris co-wrote it every single time. And literally listening to the Hocus Pocus retrospective that he did on Postmortem years ago, I was like, he wrote it? <laughs> yeah. Keep forgetting. Brian, you know who Mick Garris is, right? We've talked about a couple of his movies. No, no, no. Brian. Sleepwalkers. Hey, rem yeah, remember remember the uh, mom, son, cat sex? Oh, that, that. Death by Corn but, Cob. <laughs> but then I was just he, assuming he was like the Rolling Stones or something. No, he also, <laughs> he also wrote Psycho 4. He writes a lot of mom, son, incest movies. And then Dave Kirshner 
pretty much all of his credits are that he produced every child's play movie. So it's like insane that those two joined forces to write a PG Disney movie. Yeah. It's as weird as like Stuart Gordon wrote Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Like that's (laughs) Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I feel like that might be even weirder on a certain level, but then also not when you put into consideration how much Mick Garris is obsessed with incest. So yeah, I don't know. Like it's, it's a real toss up. That's a coin flip, my friends. I'm telling you right now, when we do our like Black Friday poll for what's the first movie we talk about in the new year, that Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is my pick. I've already oh, made that yes. decision. And I am going to propose, if that wins and we talk about it, how much better that movie would be if Jeffrey Combs was playing Rick Moranis. Oh my God. <laughs> no, Rick Moranis is the best. That's one of my favorites. Scott will not watch that movie with me. Is it because the death of the ant makes him cry? Oh, did you guys ever go to Universal together? Yeah, but you hated it. Did you guys ever go to Universal Studios and like play in the Honey I Shrunk the Kids playground with like the giant ant and the giant Kodak? Giant no, it was a giant Kodak film. So I think I'm going to be a nerd. I believe that was Hollywood Studios. Okay, okay. (laughs) So the other thing while we're talking about like Disney and and all things Disney. The big thing that I always remember with this movie is uh, Thackeray Banks is voiced by the same actor who voiced Max Goof in a Goofy movie and was kind of a regular voice actor. Boy Meets World, though. Yes, he was Boy Meets World. He was step by step. He was part of that TGIF Disney world. But what I love, and it's so funny catching it now, is like, it's obviously not him playing Thackeray Banks as a human. And... I've noticed more in watching it how often all of Thackeray Banks' dialogue is not showing him sad. <laughs> like it's, like, but that like, explains it'll... why, like, literally us watching it for this episode, Megan was like, did you know that that is not the voice of, like, the, the, the voice of Thackeray Banks, the He's actor? not that not... boy. And I was yeah. like, no. He was I... like, no? Because, like, I was like, man, Disney did a really good job of ADR because, you know, what we watch on this show is, like, the worst fucking ADR you've ever seen, where it's basically <laughs> like people talk and then there's voice, you know, like it's it's so bad. And then like Disney's got the Disney money. They cheat a lot. Like it'll it's always like he'll yell someone's name when it's a shot of them being pulled away in the woods, but not him. And then like it cuts to the the actual actor reacting to having just yelled. Man, you are like, way, you way are, more you- like observant than I am. Yeah, we were like, we talked about it in the first 30 seconds of the film. And I was like, Scott, (laughs) did you know? And then every, you know, 10 minutes, he'd be like, wow, Disney did a great job with that ADR. (laughs) So he was even looking for it, Matt, and couldn't find it. I'm not the most clever person that you're going to hear on this show. All right. But I mean, Thackeray Banks is great. I, I secretly wanted a cat named Thackeray, just hoping that it would talk. Same reason why I wanted a cat named Salem in my life. I secretly wanted a cat that would turn into that cute boy. (laughs) (laughs) Do we really want to, do we want to talk about? No, we won't get to that yet. Okay. Later on, we have to talk about how it fucks up so many girls. (laughs) (laughs) The stars of this movie are, are three witches. They play off of each other so well. And I've seen memes that like bounce around all the time. It's like, why aren't we remaking Hocus Pocus with Melissa McCarthy, uh, Kristen Wiig, and Maya Rudolph? And respect to all three of those women, but I don't think anyone will ever capture the like the unique chemistry that these three have in this role because they 
it doesn't make sense that they have as much chemistry as they do. Wait, but is, they is Melissa do. McCarthy supposed to be Kathy and Jimmy's character? And yeah, like, you'd think. I mean, I don't. Yeah, but she seems would... like she could be. She's My the Rudolph most... would be Sarah Jessica Parker. Mm, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, no Kristen Wiig would be the Sarah Jessica be... Parker. I would. Do you say... think? No, I'm signing with Megan. Yeah, I think that <laughs> Melissa read up way McCar- or Melissa McCarthy, mm-hmm. she should be Winnie. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Honestly, I think that she yeah. should be Bette Midler's character. <gasps> oh wait, no, that's Winnie, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just not the biggest. I'm just not her biggest fan. Oh well, no, Brian. I, I'm not saying she's yeah. amazing, but Brian, have you, have you ever seen the movie The Nine with Ryan Reynolds and Melissa McCarthy? No, I have not. Holy shit, dude! It's an amazing film, and both of them are out of this world, so talented. Like, Melissa McCarthy never gets to do and say what she is because she's been typecast as the fat comedian. Yeah, and that's why I like- And she's not even that overweight anymore, you know? Like, she's she's very talented. I like young, like, old Melissa McCarthy. I like Gilmore Girls' Melissa McCarthy a lot more than I've liked anything post-Bridesmaids' Melissa McCarthy. Oh, Bride, Bridesmaids <laughs> okay. are such trash. <laughs> we actually like Ghostbusters answer the call more than uh, than Ghostbusters or than than. Uh, but anyway, we're only two minutes into Hocus Pocus. <laughs> we inter- we get introduced to Max, who is like he's being a douche in class. Like that's too cool for school. Too he cool also for doesn't sound like a California boy. Yeah, that's all. what I was saying. I was like, the bullies sound more like they're from California than Max. Yeah. You know, like okay. Hollywood. But here's my question. What fucking class is he in where they're just talking about some random local legend like it's elementary school? (laughs) What class is he in? You know, we're at that time where everybody's watching Hocus Pocus. But my one friend posted a thing on his Instagram story the other day and it was like, I've watched Hocus Pocus literally 200 times. And this is the first time that I thought, who is this random classmate that stands up and says fat chance, Max, and then is never heard from again? Because that <laughs> seems like that was like a storyline that was supposed to continue. Ask fucking Mick Garris. I'm sure he had a yeah. billion subplots that never got to fruition there. Are they what, ninth graders? Yeah, they're 15, ninth grade. There's no yeah, way in hell that a ninth grader or even a 10th grader is going to be like, here's my number, hot girl. Stand up in the yeah. middle while the teacher's teaching. It is a ballsy move. I'll give them that. <laughs> okay, that no 15-year-old could ever pull off. Uh, oh, maybe, no. Maybe, maybe the three of us couldn't pull it off. You know what I'm saying? No, like, you, you don't do that. You just don't. It's like proposing Brian, in public. Brian, you hold don't on do a it. second. Pause. Pause. Are what? you going to sit here and lecture us about what proper etiquette is in a classroom when you pretended to be another student for three straight days to fuck with a substitute teacher? <laughs> no, Brian! <laughs> he almost got suspended, but <laughs> he, did. he could prove... Not, he could not Brian prove, Kelly, but he did. No, yeah, the, the student I... The, the identity that I stole was looking at suspension, uh, but he did have physical proof and a strong alibi that he did have the flu and was not in school that day oh i wasn't God. a good kid i'm just saying just, you don't <laughs> yeah really brian has only been like how many years have you been good in your life like the last th- five three two i guess seven no, I, would say, <laughs> I would say i would say five i would say five i got sober seven years ago but it was Two still rough years a lot and of now growing up. To, yeah, there was a lot of growing yeah. up to do. I just remember you telling us that story. And my favorite part of that story was that you like showed up in class because you saw that there was a sub, asked someone in the class who was out sick that day. 
<laughs> and just posed as their identity during that class for like two or three days. But then what almost got the kids suspended was when the sub handed out a test and you panicked and got up and screamed, I can't do this and stormed out of the classroom. Oh my God. (laughs) You know, sometimes I think that Matt is the Kelly brother who lives in a rom-com, but sometimes I think that Brian lives in a rom-com, except it's like a sad rom-com where he then gets addicted (laughs) to drugs. Yeah, yeah, Brian, yeah, but he gets Brian the girl lives in the, in the team end. <laughs> but it takes fucking 12 years. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I know. It took a while. I did have one Spicoli moment in high school. <laughs> where, not like a really cool Spicoli moment, but she was also my homeroom teacher. So she knew that I was in school and sent someone to find me. And I was found in the gymnasium. What were you doing in the gym? <laughs> Shooting basketballs. <laughs> <laughs> Shooting you paused a little too long there. Shooting <laughs> basketballs. Basketballs. <laughs> this is a family show. So one more Brian Kelly has no business saying you can't just stand up in class and do something like that story is the infamous story of when my mom had to call him and tell him to go to school to take his final for a second time. Brian had the same English teacher his that, freshman year. It was year social studies and that was Miss That was the one who sent yeah. someone looking for me. Yeah, so he had Mrs. Gretto. We'll put her name out there because this story's great. He had Mrs. Gretto for three years and then said, well, I'll see you my senior year. And she was like, well, I don't teach senior year social studies. So he didn't fill out his final and just wrote, see you next year on the top of it. And then she called our mom and was like, I don't normally do this, but if your son comes back to the school and takes the final for real... I'll I will pretend that that didn't happen. Oh my God, Brian! Child, <laughs> you know what pissed me off the most about that was she made me sit there for three hours taking that test, and then when I handed it in, she didn't even look at it. She just gave me the grade I needed to pass. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Again, Brian lives in a fucking sad rom-com, like teen comedy. So, so like, your Fast Times are on high, but, like, even more depressing. Yeah. Yeah. He was doing a lot of Oxy, so it's more like slow times at Ridgemont High. Oh, oh my God. Well, Matt, we found the first thing that's going to be in the best of year six. I mean, I know you're my brother, but the fact that you said Oxy's is, like, really impressive to me. <laughs> He lived through your addiction, buddy. Uh, buddy, so, you're not on the show. Keep it down. <laughs> oh, I said the wrong word. I said the wrong name. Okay, so uh, where are we in this movie even? Are we're, we... we're about to introduce the bullies. We're about to oh, introduce the bullies yes. in this movie. My friend Brooke, who uh, you know has been the host of two different podcasts that I produced and ended up getting canceled, Disneyto and Roaring Twenties, <laughs> has an amazing costume where her and her friend Gia went out as these two bullies for Halloween one year. Oh my God. And the pictures are incredible. Like they just went to a thrift store and somehow like, the only way I can describe it is that I guess the set does the guy, the costumer for Hocus Pocus just happened to drop off the costumes <laughs> at the local Pennsylvania thrift store and they just but walked in But did one right of afterwards. them shave ice in the back That's of their head? Yeah. Because then it's nothing. Spoiler alert. We did talk about this movie back in the day on Reddit Horror Club. And on that episode, I attempted to do the one bully's laugh. <laughs> and I think I've, I did a good job. I haven't tried it since. So we're going to give this a shot just for old time's sake. 
If the bully was like full of phlegm and had been a smoker for 25 years. <laughs> Which is funny because Matt hasn't touched a cigarette or alcohol or aspirin his entire it's, life. It's probably the milk. Um, so, oh, yeah. I do. So I'm actually Facebook friends with both of those actors just because I was like, I don't know, maybe Fucking one day I'll one day I'll need to message them and be like, hey, you want to do a podcast? <laughs> those guys are so like, I want to believe that they're riffing a lot of the time in the movie, not like dialogue scenes, but like there's a scene where they catch him trick or treating. And she's like, for your information, he's a little leaguer. And they do this weird little bit of playing little league. That makes me laugh every single time that I see it. Oh no, I killed the entire movie. (laughs) Remember when they pretended to play baseball? I really like that part. Is this thing on? Did I lose you? (laughs) Well, that was our episode of Hubie Halloween. We, when we were watching it, we were laughing about, you know, how Danny is like, oh, Allison, I love you. Blah, blah, blah. Kiss me again. Like, no boy does that. Like, that's, again. Make out with a pillow? Yeah. I I, I never made out with a pillow. I've made out with a fair share of pillows. And Uh, I don't appreciate it. We're not talking about the last 12 months, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she also introduced the word yabos into my lexicon. Oh, so good. You can never stop. You can never stop saying yabos. Yabos and Buffy? Her yabos scrap gravity. gravity. Yeah. Uh, Okay. And that was was a couple years before this. This was what, 90? Was this 94? Five or 93. 93. Oh, and, and Buffy 89. was 93 as well. <gasps> Who oh. was first? Yabos was just in the in the air. At in time. the vernacular. <laughs> 92. Buffy was Oh, 92. shit. They okay. got it from Buffy. God Stole damn it. you, McGarris. You goddamn, you fucking hack. We haven't called someone a hack in a while. I know, but it's been McGarris every time. <laughs> I, sent, I sent someone a screenshot. They were talking to me about uh, a negative review that they got on their podcast. And I was like, oh, check out this one. And I sent them the uh, the Jason, the Kane oh, Hodder so Jason good. fan review. We're going to uh, get another one from Jason fan 69, whatever he was, um, next <laughs> month, too. Because, goddamn, I got a lot of things to say about that one. Mm. <laughs> I love that Max storms into his room he's all pissed off that he's just been scared by his little sister and the only way to get that rage out is to play a standard rock beat on his drum set it's like oh killing it over there with maybe he is in fifth grade because that's like the drumming of a fifth grade. no that's every every guitarist when he has band practice is like hey can i play drums and he's like (laughs) It's the exact same fucking drum beat. It's It was the joke all through my decade of being in a death metal band. <laughs> Don't lie. Scott was like, oh, wow, he really played that. He was really impressed at first. So He did actually play it. Man, Disney did a great job ADRing those drums. Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, only reason we're discussing this movie is because Disney Plus is free this year for me. <laughs> uh, so the other big thing that I always wonder when I watch this movie, and I, I, I get it. It's a masquerade party. But like, man, Allison's party just seems so strange and out of place for like a Halloween night masquerade party where you just have a giant bowl of candy in the middle of your house and let strangers walk in. Hey, when you're rich, they just let you do it. That is true. But this is all building to when our girls show back up. The Sanderson sisters just storm into this movie and it, I stopped taking notes because I'm just pulled, sucked into the movie every single time. I've, I've got nothing that I need to write down. 
I know this movie so well from this point. Their costumes are so good. You're right. Like, it's you're sucked in. And I, I know it's like, okay, this movie's so cheesy and it's corny. And I know that it was panned too, wasn't it, Matt? Like, yeah, it wasn't well received. And I remember the trailer... Like, I remember seeing this in theaters, and it was a fairly empty theater when I saw it. You saw it in theaters in July yeah. when it came yeah, out? it came out in July, which was insane. But it came out in July, and the trailers had a ton of scenes that didn't make the final cut of the movie. And I can't tell you what those scenes were. I genuinely don't remember. But I remember sitting in the theater being like, well, it can't be over because we didn't see those scenes. And then, like, the credits started to roll, and I was like, I'm so confused, but that movie was fun. <laughs> but yeah, this in July is insanity. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Well, the conversation that we had while we were watching it was they probably did that so it would be on a home video, you know, like home video debut for, in time for Halloween, right? I mean, maybe, but this was at the time where sometimes it took like a year for the home video to come. Not for Disney, my friend. That is true. But I don't know. Well, I guess this doesn't count as one of their animated movies, so there probably was never time in the vault for... Uh... For Hocus Pocus. For Hocus Pocus. No, <laughs> don't like, think so. Uh, we didn't make our money in the theaters in the middle of the fucking summer, so let's just toss it out on VHS. I think they still made their money. I think I saw that it was like fourth that weekend. It wasn't like first, but they did an okay job, but critics just thought it was cheesy. And it is cheesy. Intentionally cheesy. Like, it's not supposed to be Citizen Kane. It's campy. It stars Bette Midler. What do you think it's going to be? It's going to be campy and cheesy and fun as hell. There's supposed to be a sequel coming to Disney+. Plus. Us, if not this uh, no October, next you. October. Uh, but we'll see. Same I think, stars? Yeah, they, they got the whole original cast back. If it's based on the young adult sequel that came out a couple years ago, it could be potentially interesting. If they have a daughter, he can't light that candle a second time. You know what I'm saying? Ah, <laughs> but you can, buddy. Oh, <laughs> always, Roger. always and forever. Uh, I, that's kind of a fucked up scene, though. Is they that say the word virgin so many so times. So many times. And then, like, okay, so... Max can light it, right? But Allison, like, coyly shrugs it off. Like, oh, only a virgin can light it. She's like, hmm. And Max was like, I'll light it. Like, that's a weird, creepy, oversexed maybe, thing. And they're talking about her breasts in a PG yeah, Disney movie. Yeah, maybe it's just her being, you're, you're right, coy about, like, her sex life. But at the they're same time, like, no one that's, owns being a fucking virgin at 15. Everybody's like, yeah, I've touched a boob. <laughs> Well, I mean, that just could be the the Mick Garris flair in the middle of the script. Mick uh, Flaris. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. my God. I have to live with him, guys. <laughs> Brian quit the podcast for the rest of the episode. There's cooking going on upstairs, so I have to mute myself. Let's, let's just talk about some of our favorite Sanderson moments, because we could take hours breaking this movie scene by scene. So let's just dive into, like... Once the Sandersons show up, it's basically just the Sanderson show for the next hour. So, like, what are some of the moments that you absolutely love or, like, quote regularly? Or maybe it was a scene that you didn't think about for years, but this time watching it, it was like, man, that line's pretty funny. Anytime Sarah Jessica Parker's breasts heave in and out of her corset. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it makes me feel real weird because uh, she's also, like, kind of a pedo in this. Yeah. (laughs) We're the boys. Oh, the little boys. We didn't know. I never noticed that. And we were like, oh, she's, like, very interested in the the little boys. I don't like this. Yeah, and she doesn't want to eat them. She wants to fuck them. She wants to play with them. Yeah, sexual. Oh, let me play with them. It was a while for me to catch how much of a perv the bus driver is, too, throughout Oh, man, that's hilarious. Uh, I do love the fact that Sarah Jessica Parker is sitting on his lap and bouncing and then he's just like, 
Oh, but I was almost there. <laughs> <laughs> One of the lines, I, I feel like I always blank on her last name, but Kathy... Uh, Najimi. Najimi. Kathy Najimi's character has so many, like, off-the-cuff lines that she whispers to herself that I think are, like, my favorite lines now. The biggest one that got me this time around was when Max uh, sets off the water water inside the museum, and they're like, oh, it's his only water. And she just goes, tis quite refreshing. <laughs> like, and she's got her hands out, like, licking it out of her palms. Yeah. You know, if we're talking about favorite scenes, can I talk about my least favorite scene? Is their cover of uh, I Put a Spell on You, which... No! Was he was about, so mad. He was so mad. Listen, you can't top, and we talked about this during Elvira, but like you can't top the screaming mad George or pfft, screaming screaming Jay Hawkins. Sorry, his original version is like untouchable, and so every you were like in Elvira, you're like, mm, you know, I like every cover of this that I've ever I heard. I do like, like every I, cover. I, like I can, yeah, but it's because you're a fucking loser who doesn't understand good music. <gasps> no. Uh, Bette I can Midler appreciate... did a decent job. Yeah, it's, it's, they changed the lyrics and it's shit. I can appreciate that Screamin' Jay Hawkins put out the best version, but I can still enjoy every version of I've Put a Spell no, on You because it's a very this. good song. No, <laughs> it's no. Bette Midler. It's a, it's a dead witch who all of a sudden knows the lyrics to the song. It's magic. Well, yes, it's that's... magic. And so she can change them and she can change the song. So I was going to add because she wants. I don't have to like it. <laughs> Brian's, Brian's complained about this with Rumpelstiltskin episode. So I'm curious, how do you feel about the fact that, uh, as Megan's pointed out, uh, Bette Midler's character goes from not knowing anything to like being like, can I see your driver's permit? Uh. <laughs> yeah, let's cook with margarine. Let's have a driver's permit. Let's, yeah, no. I mean, it's magic, right? She's, she's, um... A fast learner. She's a fast learner. I think she says something like that, doesn't she? I swear she does. I don't know. Brian? Osmosis. She figures Brian, it out. Brian, are you there? <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. I didn't watch it. What? <laughs> You've seen it. <laughs> I... I told you I didn't want to be on this episode because I didn't How? want to game enemies and you forced me to be on it because you are so afraid that if I take off one episode, that means I'm on my way out the door. But <laughs> I, I just didn't want to be a hipster. I'm just, I'm over it. I, I hate to say it. I'm just over it. You can be over it. That's fine. Yeah. It's like I, if we ever did a nightmare before Christmas episode, I'd be like, eh, I like the first act. Yeah. You know? it's, 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 this, it's exactly like that. Actually. It's just like the, uh, like it's everyone. So like, Yo, you know how nostalgic I am? Remember this movie? It's like, yeah, Chad, we remember this movie. (laughs) I was today. Is there anything you like about it, Brian? I don't remember. It's just overly watched. And then, you know, he posts another thing and he's just like, I was today years old when I realized his name was Thackeray and not Zachary. And it's like, Chad, please pay your child support. Like, (laughs) nobody cares. Nobody cares anymore. I will say this much. I roll my eyes every single time that Freeform's like, here's our 31 days of Halloween. And it's like Hocus Pocus 20 times and then 11 other movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, okay, I'm over it. Like, come I'm, on. I think Paranormal it was Freeform Norman is too. a thing that exists. Like, I'm, I'm over Freeform <laughs> just for, they, they posted an article. And I, I know clickbait. I understand the point of clickbait. But they were like, Rob Zombie's most underrated movie is coming to Netflix for Halloween. And it was House of a Thousand Corpses. Arguably his biggest movie ever made. Underrated. (laughs) His most underrated one is The Haunted World of El Super Bisto. (laughs) (laughs) That was very well rated. It was you and some college kids. (laughs) 
so the other big thing that's worth bringing up in this movie is uh, Doug Jones. Doug Jones rolling yep, in exactly. as, as the zombie. The second we saw him, Scott was like, Doug Jones, I love you! <laughs> I want a hug! So the only other scene uh, or line necessarily that I, I... I don't even know if it's a line. I don't know what to describe it. Uh, I just laugh every single time that they push Sarah Jessica Parker into what they think is a giant puddle of water and it's just a road. Uh, <laughs> but, but just... The way that they look at each other and like give a little nod and then both shove her just it tickles tickles the funny bone every time for me. I mean, that's really the the big moments. I get sucked in this movie every time. I love it. I, I get so excited. I get so sad when I think that Thackeray's been murdered by a bus and then when I he's know. actually murdered for real. And he gets uh, like blown back up yeah. <laughs> when his little body fills up. <sighs> That's some uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit shit right yes. there. Yeah, it is. Ooh, it's it's upsetting. Now, I mean. I used to get, I don't know, I don't think they still sell these, but I remember as a kid, you would like go into like any Halloween store and they would have like the smashed in half cat props that you oh, know. Oh, yes, what? I remember it. Or it was like yeah. a like a run over cat, like a rubber, yeah. like the rubber with, rats you can buy, but it would have like tire tracks in it. Yeah, oh, with like dumb. guts hanging out. And it was like, yeah. this is so gross. But I think in my mind, I remembered it being that gross in the movie too. And then like when I watched it years later, I was like, oh, yeah, that's not as... It's just a flat cat. Yeah, it's just a flat cat. <laughs> it kept all of its internal organs inside of it somehow through, I guess, uh, magic, magic cat. <laughs> what we really need to talk about is the fact that when Thackeray dies for real, he kisses Danny, Thora Birch's character, on the cheek. And she basically like has her entire sexual awakening and then has it ruined by a ghost. And Megan and I looked at each other and we we're like, that's really fucked up. You know, like, no one's Because he's like a hot ghost. He's a hot ghost. And she's just at the cusp of, you know, like, understanding what, you know, sexuality is, I'm assuming. And well, so she's eight. I don't know. I she's don't got know. a little more but time. The, okay, well, but regardless, it's like, it's, it's implied in the movie that she, like, loves Thackeray as a cat. And then he kisses her as a ghost. And then he's like, <laughs> bye. And then she's yeah. like, what? We're going to kiss some more. You're hot. <laughs> yeah, like. It's, it just fucks you up, like, if you were a girl. And it fucked up Megan because she was like, I hot want a hot ghost. Hot ghost cat. <laughs> I want hot ghost boys. The, the other thing that, like, is kind of a, you know, we haven't played this game in a little bit, but, you know, the did Matt cry? Yes, he did. Uh, oh. and, <laughs> and I do get, there's something that's, like, really sweet in this movie. And it's not towards the end. It's actually in the, in the middle of the movie when they think that they've killed the Sandersons. And... Thackeray at this point just assumes, well, I guess I'm just a cat forever. And Danny's falling asleep and she's petting the cat and she's saying something like, you're just going to be my cat and then you'll be my kid's cat and then you'll be my my kids' kids 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 will take care of you and everyone will take care of you. Yeah, and it's just like, that scene just like hits me. I'm like, oh, that's so sad. It's It's so sad for Thackeray. Yeah, you're stuck with this family for the rest of your well for immortality. Yeah, like come on. Just listening to boring drum beats and people fighting. (laughs) (laughs) That's your existence. All right. Do we have anything else we need to say about Hocus Pocus, Jokus, the Great Malenko? Oh wow! (laughs) I can tell that Brian has nothing else to say. I mean, it is yes, it's cheesy. Yes, it's overplayed, but it's still fun. The costumes are fun. The actors are great. The kid actors are great. Like you can't complain. Like you really can't. The sets are awesome. It's Disney. Like it is a fun, easy watch. It's not. 
It's not a masterpiece by any means. Anybody who calls it a masterpiece is fucking wrong. But it is so fun, and I will watch it every year. That's fine with me. Yeah, as long as we keep getting Disney Plus for free. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're going to yeah. have to pay up for uh, for the yeah, next you're season. Of pay that that big four ninety nine or whatever the hell it is. It's six ninety nine. It might break the bank. All right. <laughs> 921 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. All right. Well, now it's everyone's favorite part of the show when we ask Megan what her double feature will be and then all have to scramble to come up with another one. (laughs) (laughs) Easy peasy for the sexy ghost reveal has to be Casper. Devin Sawa messed up my young brain. (laughs) But then it's also because they ADR the voice, right? Like different voice for the actor of Casper than it's not Devin Sawa. That little ghost is not Devin Sawa. And all of a sudden he appears and it's but then Devin it's Sawa. Devin Sawa, and it's Devin Sawa yeah. talking. Like, and it's his voice, yeah, and the, and the last scene. Like, can I keep you? Like, what the hell? Which is kind of creepy. I'm going to say- I murder you and we be ghosts. I, I never thought about that until someone pointed out, but like, can I keep you? Sounds like he's like, I want to murder you so you live in this house with me forever. So we can be teen ghosts forever, yeah, yes. Like, I was like, oh, I mean, wouldn't you want to be teen ghosts with Christina Ricci forever? Mm. Well, we'll get to I that. Would. I would. Look. Yeah, yeah, same. yeah, Brian, but I, we know, I would, Brian. We know you're. I, <laughs> I would. I'm sure we'll eventually we'll cover Casper, maybe in a future Halloween episode. But I want to say this now. I've said it on a bonus episode that we did years before horror movie night. Cat's mom is a jerk. She's a jerk. All right. She goes to reward Casper, and she's like, "Hey." you know what? It was really nice what you did, giving up your chance to have a human body to save my drunk asshole of a husband <laughs> yep. so that cat, so cat could have a dad. So here's the deal. I'm going to make you human, but you only get until 10 o'clock. And then Casper walks downstairs and he can't even finish a fucking song on the dance floor before he's a ghost again. So yeah, that she didn't give it, very much time. Yeah, she like made that deal at like 9.45. Like, what the hell? No, it was like 9.55. Jesus. Well, I assumed he had to get clothes. He's oh, a he ghost. Oh, he was a naked ghost? <laughs> well, Even I only, better. I only oh my assume God, that. It's I, <laughs> I only assume that because Bill Pullman, as a ghost, has clothes on and then comes out with clothes, but all of the other ghosts are naked. So that oh, was true. my theory. The longer you're a ghost, the ectoplasm, like, Just shreds your clothes. clothes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I 100%. That. All right, so does someone else want to go while I try to figure out? My, I, Ryan, would, I would do uh, the witches. <gasps> you yes. really want to fuck up someone, some kid's that, night. 
ruined me as a child. <laughs> the book ruined me. The book was terrifying. Yeah, well, it's a good pick, Brian. Thank and you. I'm gonna go with Sleepy Hollow because, you know, if I'm if I'm going with like non R-rated, relatively kid-friendly horror movies, um, I'm gonna go Hocus Pocus and then into Sleepy Hollow because also Sleepy Hollow is one of my all-time. Probably in my top ten of of fucking amazing horror movies. Um, I mean, Sleepy Hollow is R rated and very gory. Is it R rated? <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is. Well, I mean, there are no boobs in it, and there's no swearing. So I was there's like, "There's boobs oh. in it." There are no boobs in it. There's a lot of visuals that weirdly carry over in Sleepy Hollow. Like, like they're not shot the same way at all. But like, just the kind of setting of Salem, and then bouncing over to Sleepy Hollow, they have like a very similar vibe. As like yeah. locations, so I'm just because all of the good ones have been taken. I'm gonna go with <laughs> I'm gonna go with a movie that I literally haven't seen in probably 20 years. I know, and I've is. always considered almost picking it as like a Halloween, like one of these like watching a kids movie for Halloween specials. Have any of you seen or do you remember? The Halloween tree. Oh, the one that is based on um, a Ray Bradbury movie or yes. a book, rather. Yes. Where it's, uh, I believe it's Leonard Nimoy voices the character, but it's a group of kids are dressed in like Halloween costumes and it's like there are a mummy and a witch and a vampire or whatever. And they, their one friend doesn't show up to trick or treat and he flies in as a ghost and it's the ghost of their friend and they take him to this house where there's a tree that's filled with jack-o'-lanterns inside of it. And he steals one of the jack-o'-lanterns and disappears and the kids also take jack-o'-lanterns to try to find their friend. It basically takes them through, like, the history of Halloween and the origins of each one of their costumes. Like, it discusses, like, the Salem witch trials for the girl who's a witch and, like, Egypt and what they did with mummies and all this other stuff. And then basically the reveal of the movie is that their friend is dying. He's not dead yet. He's dying of, like, influenza. And they all agree to take 10 years off of their lives to save him. And like Leonard Nimoy is like this witch doctor, what a sorcerer or something. And he manages to reduce, take 10 years off of all of the kids lives to save their friend. It's like a very heavy, depressing ass Christmas or Halloween movie. But I remember it so vividly from childhood. And I, I feel like I don't want to ever see it again, but then I'm curious to see it again. I've never even heard of that film. Really? No. How could you? I mean, my emo ass, I'd probably like that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. So yeah, see if you can. I'm sure it's on YouTube if you're curious and want to check it out. Now, what have you watched recently that's worth talking about? How about you, Megan? What What have you watched since the last time you were on the show? Oh, Oh, yeah. Um, A couple years ago, probably, (laughs) it feels like. What what have we watched together recently? We watched um, the second season of Pen15, which is brilliant. Yep. Absolutely brilliant. So good. The 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 Wicca episode is like the seriously like the best episode of that show. Yes, one hundred percent. You and Jade need to watch it. You I need know. to watch it. Did you watch the first season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We loved it. We just oh haven't gotten around. We have it's to. sorry Seven in advance, episodes. Matt, but isn't it? But isn't it so much better, Brian, to watch it with like a woman who grew up at that time? Yes. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> oh, burn. But hey. like it's it is it's so those those um Maya and Anna are exactly my age. And so like their middle school experience is my middle school experience. And the first season, Scott and I watched it and he was like, did girls really do this? And I was like, oh, yes, we did. <laughs> like this is it's so real. It's too real. And we were like crying, laughing that. Yeah, the Wicca episode was 
was so like episode is the best fucking episode. So well written, so well acted. I'm not surprised that they they got the awards that they did. Mm-hmm. So fantastic. Yeah, really good. Season two is better than season one, in my opinion, just definitely. because it's like the beats are better. Oh, I, nice. I definitely agree. Uh, the Wicca episode is super good. Um, I am going to talk about very briefly a movie that Scott recommended on this very show many months ago, but uh, I just put it off for reasons. Um, but I finally watched Daniel Isn't Real, and like, yes! holy shit, that movie is incredible. So, dude, if- I think I might need to watch that, rewatch that this month because I might actually have to put that on my to- October two watch list because it is. So good. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger's kid crushes it in that movie. And then um, the the main star is like every movie that he's appeared in for me, he just crushes it. And he's in the movie Let It Snow, which is like. The, oh, you cannot stop talking about that fucking I movie. Love, I liked I My love, Friend Dahmer. I haven't seen Let It Snow. So would I like it? Snow, I probably wouldn't like it. You would, you would love Let It Snow. So it, Let It Snow, it's a Netflix original movie. And it's literally a Christmas version of Empire Records. Like it is just <gasps> yes, a, please. It, it's just a '90s. It's like Empire Records and Can't Hardly Wait. It's an all-in-one day, and it follows three different kids and their stories. And it's all ties to them trying to get to the same Christmas party. And she just added it to her queue. I just <laughs> added it she to was my really list. Like maniacally finding it on. And I do like Kiernan Shipka. I mean, of Mad Men fame. Come yes. on. And then I also just realized that that actor is also Tim Rub- uh, Robbins' son. So Tim Robbins producing some good kids because he's got Miles, who starred in all those movies, including Daniel Wasn't Real. And then his other son made the movie VHS, which is a fucking incredible sketch comedy. I don't even know how to describe that movie, but it's it's very WNUF Halloween special, but with like a a more sketch comedy background because it has a bunch of the people from the state in it but uh oh, of course you you gotta jerk that off a bit <laughs> I, I think brian this you movie saw also it, has joan yeah. cusack come on this has yeah. to be a winner it's i'm telling you scott even you you cold-hearted grinch will love mm. this movie oh i'm sorry that i don't love christmas like you do. i'm gonna make him watch it yeah but not for another two months yeah you want to wait until right around thanksgiving that will be when my new podcast christmas 365 comes out <laughs> an all-year-round christmas podcast and our first episode is reviewing let it snow <laughs> oh my god gotta listen to that one okay i will i promise i started watching utopia and it is awesome with john cusack with john cusack which is great because nice segue, buddy. John Cusack <laughs> is awesome in it. He hasn't worked in a while. It's very conspiracy theory-ish, but it's like, uh, I was like trying to explain it to my brother. It's like about these kids that these comic book nerds, I don't know if you guys read the comic. I know it's based off a comic. I'm just not a comic book guy, but there's a comic that pretty much is predicting the future and pandemic. And it turns into like this conspiracy theory. So it's like very stranger things vibe, but extremely bloody episode one has about 25 deaths are there any head explosions because i mean i'm in yes okay <laughs> yes I'm in. it's got it's got your girl uh matt from uh, happy death day oh nice yeah nice. no it's it's definitely worth watching we didn't get to talk about kenny ortega at all in this oh the episode. man who brought us every musical disney film after this yes and my favorite movie of all time which is newsies judge all you want but it is my favorite movie i have judging. probably seen it 200 times yeah, so yes. i haven't watched it yet and the only reason is because 
A lot of my Disney Plus movies. Wait, are you've like, never seen Newsies? I've never you've seen never Newsies. seen Newsies? Sue, the original Newsies? I've never seen Newsies. Here's what the, the thing. Fuck? I've been watching a lot of Disney Plus like at work. Like I'll just like put stuff on in the background. But like Newsies, I want to give my undivided attention to. So that's why it's kind of been on. But the like, back what? What did your parents? Matt. Why did your parents abuse you so badly that you never were allowed I, to watch Newsies? I, it wasn't that I wasn't allowed to watch Newsies. It didn't oh have cartoon God. characters in it, so you I know, wasn't interested. Uh, so here's, here's I'm actually kind of jealous that you've never yeah. gotten to experience it, and that you get to It'll experience King of New York for the first time. So, so no, here's, man, you'll never. Here's a fun story that explains why I've never seen Newsies. The first time anyone ever showed me Grease, I was really into it for the first three minutes because it was an animated cartoon to the song Grease. Oh, man. And then as soon as it turned to, like, people singing, I was like, all right, I'm done. And I, like, walked Forget away. This. <laughs> Fucking buttered spaghetti, bitch. <laughs> Thank you again, Megan, for joining us. Uh, this was our Halloween. Hot ghost episode. <laughs> Hot ghost <laughs> Thank you guys for always listening, checking out our Halloween episodes. I can't believe that we've been doing this for so many years that we've covered Hocus Pocus on two different podcasts with the same guest, uh, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, I've missed having you on, Megan. I feel like I only get to hear your voice when you're telling Scott that it's time for him to stop talking to us. <laughs> right? I guess you need a, a female guest more often. Uh, we definitely you, need a lot of... You can just take my place. <laughs> I mean, the last time we spoke, you were telling us about how you, you went to a camp where a dead body was floating in the lake for most oh, of it. Oh, your favorite story. Oh, yes, which almost burned in that, the, called the, it was called the campfire, or was it? Yeah. Yeah, Creek Fire. Excuse me, Creek Fire. They, that camp almost burned to the ground in California. Jesus Christ. You know what? This is really important for us to say this piece because this is coming, this is the last episode we're putting out before people have a chance to go out and vote. Go vote. Fucking vote. Oh my God, please vote. Yeah, like if you don't vote, you you are the worst. Yeah. Wow, and- <laughs> that's very articulate. No, but also you lose the rights to complain about anything happening in this country. So yeah. please vote. And, and I, again, I say this every year. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. But again, I also have a lot of faith in most of our listenership anyway that I wouldn't need to. But it's more important than anything to at least get your voice heard and go out there and make a decision not doing anything is not going to solve any an option yeah it's no. not an option and yeah. hopefully vote for human decency yes that's the the best that's way my to candidate put it this year yeah. human decency, human decency. <laughs> uh all right guys. you know what the, I, I want to tell you really quick what the worst thing about 2020 has been for me not really i'm just being hype um it's, it's hyperbole but um you know I, I had that can of cthulhu costume that i was wearing last year and Shit got so bad that even if there wasn't COVID in 2020, I wouldn't have been able to wear that because I would have been like, you know what? This is just muddying the waters. Yeah. You know, that's how fucking bad shit is in 2020 that I can't be canic Cthulhu. Well, we love you, Matt. Oh, thank you. We do. Okay, I guess we do. I'll take it. (laughs) We also love our listeners who have put up with our shit for all these years. And we hope that you will be with us next Halloween. Yeah. And we love Brian, even though he bounced out. (laughs) <laughs> but he had important shit to do he does he's he makes a lot of differences in a lot of people's lives and that's why i love him all right bye everybody You're 
listening to the Geekscape Network. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.